0: Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you're well and having a great day. It's day 105 of the program and we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel, uh, chapters 17 and 18, and then on to Luke in the New Testament, chapters 15, verses 1 to 10. So let's get started with 1 Samuel, chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sokol in Judah. They pitched camp at ephes Damin between Soko and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armour of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves, and bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield-bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, We will become your subjects, but if I overcome him and kill him, he will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' word, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jess, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jess had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was very old. Jess's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. Firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days the Philistines came forward every morning and evening and took a stand. Now Jess said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers, and hurried to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are, and bring back some assurance from them. There was Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left a flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out, as Jess had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel the king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab... David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men. He burned with anger and asked him and at and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him david said to saul let no one lose heart on account of this philistine your servant will go and fight him and saul replied you are not able to go out against this philistine and fight him you are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth but david said to saul your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock i went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth when it turned on me i seized it by its hair struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached a philistine. Meanwhile, the philistine, with his shield bare in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome and he despised him he said to David am I a dog that you come at me with sticks and the Philistine cursed David by his gods come here he said and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals David said to the Philistine you come against me with the sword and spear and javelin but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give you the, carcass, I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine removed closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell down, fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath after he killed him he cut off his head with the sword when the philistines saw that their hero was dead they turned and ran then the men of israel and judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the philistines to the entrance of gath and to the gates of ekron their dead were strewn along sherem road to gath and ekron when the israelites returned from chasing the philistines they plundered their camp david took the philistines head and brought it to jerusalem He put the Philistine's weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner replied, as surely as you live, your majesty, I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? And Saul asked him, David said, I am the son of your servant Jess of Bethlehem. 1 Samuel chapter 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in the spirit with David. And he loved him as himself. From that day Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the woman came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul, with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with the timbrels and the lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he, can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre as he usually did. Saul had a spear in his hand and he hurled it, saying to himself, I'll pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David but had departed from Saul. So he went; he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men and David led the troops in their campaigns. In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him, but all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their camps. And Saul said, and said to David, here is my older daughter Merab. I will give her to you in marriage, only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul said to himself, I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines do that. But David said to Saul, who am I and what is my family or my clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law? So when the time came for Merab, Saul's daughter, to be given to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Mehalah. Now Saul's daughter Michal was in love with David, and when they told Saul about it, he was pleased. I will give her to him, he thought, so that she may be a snare to him, and so that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, Now you have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his attendants, Speak to David privately and say, look, the king's that likes you and his attendants all love you. Now become his son-in-law. They repeated these words to David. But David said, do you think it is a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? I'm only a poor man and little known. When Saul's servants told him what David had said, Saul replied, say to David, the king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to have David fall by the hands of the Philistines. When the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law, so before the allotted time elapsed, David took his men with him and went out and killed 200 Philistines and brought back their foreskins. They counted out the full number to the king so that David might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him his daughter, Michal, in marriage. When Saul realised that the Lord was with David, And that his daughter Michal loved David Saul became still more afraid of him and he remained his enemy the rest of his days the Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle and as often as they did David met with more success than the rest of Saul's officers and his name became well known now we'll go into Luke and it's Luke chapter 15 verses 1 to 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose the woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner, Repents. And there we are. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us our sins, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lord, your grace is incredible and covers everything that we have done wrong and more, and nothing can come in the way between your love and what we do. Lord, we ask that you would help us to walk each day, Lord, in your righteousness and in your love. We thank you, Lord, for these great stories of David beating Goliath. And Lord, in our lives, when we come to these challenges that seem insurmountable, Lord, we pray that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to overcome these moments and help us go forward to have great stories and to have great lives that produce fruit for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And of course, we'll end with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I have done many things wrong. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. And Lord, I forgive anyone, Lord, who has sinned against me. Lord, I know that you died on the cross so that my sins would be wiped free or wiped away from your memory. Lord, that we could start again and be transformed by your power and glory and love and the sacrifice that you made. And on the third day, you rose again. And now you sit at the right-hand side of the Father in heaven. All power and glory has been given to you. Lord, we thank you. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would come into our lives. You would be our Lord and Savior of everything that we are, mind, heart, body, soul, everything, and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you very much for joining with me today. Um, I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Remember that if you give your friends the website, hughattrick.com, they can go onto Bible 365 onto the page on the website and that will take them straight to either YouTube or Anchor and they can start the program and hopefully enjoy and be blessed by it too. So have a wonderful day. It's lovely to see you. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Good night and God bless.